0: Hey, hi, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode on Sense and Sensibility. We are gonna- you guys are in for a fun one. It's gonna be great. We are joined once again by my cousin Allison. It's a really fun episode. Jane Austen episodes are always fun episodes, but this one especially, and this entire book, is really fun because it's kind of underappreciated, Where, which kind of makes it fun to deep dive into because I didn't have any sort of premise, premise about this book at all. I didn't know any of the characters before we started, which Brian Prejudice I didn't know that much, but like I knew Darcy existed. So this fully blind. And I think that kind of makes it fun. So I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. Um, if you haven't listened to the first two, please go back and do that just so you don't get any spoilers and you kind of know where we're at when we start. And I think it's more enjoyable that way. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. hey hi hello everyone and we are back with another episode on sense and sensibility and i am once again joined by allison hello i like that you looked in the camera but this is an audio medium so no one's gonna get that
1: everyone knows i looked into the camera when i said that it's true it's like the office you know with my yeah just off into the distance i saw another thing that was like oh
0: what's that one thing that everyone's watched that you haven't watched and i was like me with the office over and over and over again
1: you have to do it once i know at some point i will i feel like a lot of things are like that you just gotta you gotta do it one time lord of the rings you have to watch one time you know at least
0: yeah at least harry potter one time yep star wars at least one time Mm -hmm. true
1: it's an obligation to our pop culture
0: 2005 pride and prejudice hand flex at least one time (laughs) yeah
1: and sense and sensibility i like that movie
0: i know i mean i haven't watched it yet so like after that i could say at least one time
1: i mean i think that the pride and prejudice 2005 version that you're talking about is Mm -hmm. much more theatrical and very hollywood but yeah this one really captures the story
0: good good I'm glad because like I felt like with 2005 it was very I wanted more so hopefully this will like scratch that itch for me yeah so anyways we are starting with chapter 18 Eleanor is very uneasy with how upset Edward seems to be right now like he showed up he's just like all moody and everyone's like what is going on which we
1: will find out later (laughs) Yeah, I said he's being a little sus in my notes to nod to Gen Z a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been watching so much Among Us playthroughs that every time someone says sus, I'm like, pink is sus. I can't help it, it's so bad. Um, so then Edward goes for a walk the next morning instead of being left alone with Eleanor. And I was like, buddy, that's, that's a little rude. Everyone's love life in this is not great. It's not going well.
1: Well, a lot of things go unspoken. So, I mean, as we find out, he's got a lot of stuff going on personally. We yeah. find out more about, you know, Marianne. Everyone's just secretly battling these things because they can't just talk about it.
0: Literally, we know, It's what the nineteenth century. No one could talk about anything. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, still, no the one book talks. Is, about I think.
1: Yeah, book is eighteen eleven. So I just always assume. 1811, but it would be good to know if it's actually supposed to be present.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what the actual time frame is. um So Edward says uh the country is beautiful, but then, but that Mary Ann shouldn't ask him to describe what he thought because he would offend her with his ignorance and want of taste.
1: I thought that part was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> I did see, I just, I love the like subtle drag on Mary. Like, drag is that? I mean,
1: time? they're kind of like siblings already yeah. you know they he teases her a lot i mean i think in the last section he was teasing her and this mm-hmm. tree i could never say was beautiful enough or you know
0: literally because very it's just so dramatic mm-hmm. that, like everyone lets her down because she wants everyone to be equally as dramatic as she is
1: just a hopeless romantic
0: i love that for her
1: mm-hmm. it's necessary for this story too
0: <laughs> yeah it adds a little bit of like flavor
1: and a then i bit just of said, spice
0: Yeah. And then I just said, poor Edward. This dude is doing his best.
1: Yeah. I like how he's talking to her and, you know, Marianne romanticizes everything and he's over here telling her. I like when trees are straight and perfect.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. That was my next note. I was like, I I just kind of think it's funny because he says he likes everything to be nice, neat, and new. And I just, you know, there are people like that who don't really love the Country and I think he likes things to be uniform and like I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think Marianne was just like shaken by this.
1: Yeah. Well, and he also I think you can take it beyond just what he means by the scenery. I think he likes people that are cut and dry and sensible Mm -hmm. and smart and well spoken, which is why he likes Eleanor. Right, and Marianne likes Willoughby because he's the opposite of all those things. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. I think Edward knows exactly what he wants in life. He doesn't want a life and adventure. He wants to settle down with someone that's kind and he wants to be comfortable and like everyone wants him to be this other person and like do great things. And he's like, can I just like read the paper, have a relaxing Sunday afternoon and breathe. And they're like, no. Can I just
1: preach the gospel of the Lord? And
0: they're like, no, you cannot. And he's like, okay, thanks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I like that about him. He, I can appreciate his homebody nature. Yeah.
0: I mean, we love a good homebody. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just kind of feel bad that he can't, like, do that. Because then if he does, his mother will literally write him out of the fortune. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay.
1: She's so dramatic.
0: <laughs> I just, I feel bad. Because I just, I want him to have his easy life that he wants.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I really don't think he's a pick himself up by the kind of boot bootstra- bootstraps oh i just stuttered over that he's not like a <laughs> hard-working man you know if he's down on his luck he's gonna be down on his luck for his life i feel like
1: yeah i think he just feels trapped you know? yeah
0: yeah i see that
1: but then marianne sees his ring
0: oh i know i was just about to say that so he sees the ring um he has a ring on his finger that has a hair in the center of it. And I'm like, is this... How does this ring even, like... Did he, like, tie the hair around it? Or, like, is it a ring specifically made to have a hair in it that this... Because this seems like a common practice.
1: Well, the lack of hair is... A common practice. I hadn't heard of this ring. This ring is not in the movie, so I haven't seen one. I'm actually going to look it up. I got the idea, like, I'm picturing something where it's encapsulated in something. Like, yeah. preserved that way. That's what I was thinking, too. Like,
0: because otherwise I don't know how this w- would stay on his finger, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm going to look it up and I'll tell you what it looks like. Okay. So it looks like kind of what I was thinking. Kind of a, a resin in that looks like a gem Mm. um and then their piece of hair is in it i'm i'm assuming that this whatever's holding it is clear Mm -hmm. because once they try to look at they're talking about like the color of the hair and eleanor convinces herself (laughs) this part makes me sad she convinces herself that it's her hair
0: yeah and that he stole it and then marianne thinks it's her uh, eleanor's hair as well though so both of them are looking at it and they're like seems a little sus right
1: it's it's weird
0: yeah i just i feel like if it was eleanor's hair then he would have been smart enough to take it off anyways you know
1: yeah But we learn it's not.
0: Yeah, we learn it's not. He says it's Fanny's,
1: which would be kind of strange in the first place. Like, I get that you love your sister, but I don't get the vibe that they actually are that close, which is just strange. I mean, I think Marianne asks that, so it's not right up front either.
0: Yeah, I think Marianne gives him an out by saying, Oh, was it Fanny's? And he's like, Yeah,
1: totally. (laughs) That's what it is so weird. I, I mean, I think if I was Eleanor, I'd be like, did he take my hair?
0: I know. I literally would have moments. I'd be like, how'd you get that?
1: That'd be so creepy if you just didn't even realize and there was just like a chunk of your hair missing.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it must have been like a only a couple. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm seeing on here too that hair jewelry was very common and sometimes they wore um, mourning rings. So, you would put the hair of someone that had died. Mm. So, gross. so kind of sad, but. Yeah. Kind of a, it's kind of me. I mean, I don't know if I would like the look of a piece of hair in my ring, but.
0: I mean, I. Mm, I wouldn't like the hair. I understand, like, mourning jewelry, how they turn them into little diamonds, mm-hmm. you know, like the ashes. And I feel like that's fine, but like i'm a little uncomfy with the hair
1: i mean i'm not sure how common for someone that would be able to afford mourning jewelry would be for someone to be cremated though so i think the hair yeah. would make sense
0: yeah the hair was def- is definitely a cheaper option i just don't like it you know
1: right no i mean like that I feel like most people that had money in the day would bury themselves, so they probably wouldn't have ashes Uh-oh. in the first place.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Because I, I they think, value
1: the church so much, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't think that um, diamond cremation was um, done until recently, anyways. Anyways, back to...
1: Yeah, back to <laughs> Jane Austen.
0: <laughs> Our small tangent of mementos. Um, okay, so the Jennings come over. Well, Mrs. Jennings uh sir john and lady middleton all come over and ask them to please come to tea tonight and invite invites them to a party tomorrow and in this point marianne's wishing that willoughby was home she's like oh the pain that i have
1: to endure she's so So dramatic but i do kind of feel for her because he leaves out of nowhere
0: I know. And she thinks that they're like pretty much engaged at this point. Like,
1: I mean, everyone does at this point. That's though. true. Like, they have no reason to believe that he isn't a trustworthy person, other than Eleanor's the only one that is suspicious of him. And she still is trying to figure him not out. Not be.
0: Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, she's he's like not fine. trying
1: to be cynical with him.
0: Yeah. She's like, maybe he's okay. And then. Mm. So chapter 19. I'm going to have a lot to say when we get to Willoughby's part and Edward's part. Like,
1: well, just... in the last episode, you were telling me, like, I think that he's good. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Seems kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just, like, hoping for the best out of all this. Because, I listen, we get introduced to the first man, Darcy Fitzwilliam fitzwilliam darcy and he immediately Mm -hmm. becomes the hero of the story so why am i to think that there's anything different here i'm like we're okay these are going to be their husbands and i'm like wow this is there's a lot left in this book for that to happen so well but okay and then she's like forget everything you know
1: forget everything you know start over yeah and i was like oh okay (laughs) here we are i told you there are some similarities i mean when we get when we get to Wilby, we'll talk about some of those similarities yeah
0: too okay so chapter 19 after a week edward has to go even though he seems like super unhappy about leaving he's like finally turned in the corner he seems cool everything seems better and now he's like mad about leaving uh, mrs dashwood suggests to edward that he gets a job because she thinks it would make him happier because he doesn't have like a whole lot to do so he basically just visits people and he's like not seeming super content with that
1: he's like a trust fund baby pretty much
0: i know yeah, basically though.
1: Nothing wrong with having a trust fund, but this he doesn't have to work because they couldn't decide on anything that was something he was interested in and something that was respectable enough for his Yeah. Family.
0: Yeah. So he's just like, I guess if I can't do the church, I'm just
1: not going to work. And I was like, I'm just going to like couch surf. Literally <laughs> and visit all these people. Do you know how
0: easy it would be to be homeless in the 1800s? Because, like, all they, they do... stay for a month. <laughs> yeah, stay for a month. And then they go to the next one. Like, Mrs. Jennings, when we get to her place, she's like, you may be surprised to know that Mrs. Jennings actually has a home. And I'm like, oh.
1: I oh know, I God. laughed at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Because she could literally just be homeless and stay at, like, her kid's house.
1: I mean, I think the idea, just like it is now, is that if you're going to have people over you expect, you know, some sort of reciprocation down the line, so, yeah, and these people have to be, you know, respected people, so if you were just (laughs) homeless, you know, maybe you probably wouldn't be seen as respected in that time.
0: Yeah, but I feel like for someone like, I'm assuming Miss Jennings is kind of, like, older, you know, her kids are grown up and married, she could literally just hop between the two.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, at her point in her life with her being a widow, too, yeah, She's, her and Sir John are (laughs) such underrated characters in this (laughs) book. They cannot handle being alone. And it's so funny to me because I'm extremely extroverted. I don't mind being alone, but these people, like, are crippling extroverts. Like, they cannot handle the idea of being alone. Like, that's the whole reason that they want people over for dinner all the time.
0: Yeah. I know. They're like, Miss Jennings is all shook that he threw a a ball as soon as he gets to town. we'll get there, but like, yeah, I'm like, you're surprised, but okay, so anyways, yeah. um Edward says that he's too help it, too helpless to work because his family wouldn't let him go in the church, and I'm just like, all right, Edward, and then he officially leaves and then because Eleanor isn't flying off the handle at Edward's absence, Marianne thinks that she does not truly care for Edward anymore. And I'm like, Marianne, you little dramatic. Okay.
1: See, it's funny to me because I feel like I'm a lot more dramatic like Marianne. Like, I don't try to have over-the-top drama like her, but I think I would be, like, kind of mopey, you know? Whereas Eleanor's like, I'll just keep busy. Which, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. But it's funny to me that she's like, oh, she must not care about him then.
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm a lot more like Eleanor, like – I am very much a person that I'm like, eh. It is what it is. Like I don't outwardly show all my emotions. So like I don't understand how I would be like, because Marianne, when Willoughby left, did not eat for like two days. And I'm like,
1: don't know she's next level dramatic. But I think I am more similar to the to the idea of being more open about your feelings and stuff.
0: Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm not like I would very much be someone to hide them and like. I, if anyone's like oh you know what's going on I'd be like eh, it's fine and then in my room I'd be like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and, I'd be like, composure. Yeah, and I'd be like composure whereas like Eleanor's like yeah I cried for a couple minutes but by dinner no one knew what happened and I was like mood mood I see you Eleanor I hear you I feel that
1: I like that about her though I just love yeah. that everyone is themselves in this book you know they're mm-hmm. each very different
0: yeah me too So as Eleanor is thinking about Edward uh, while she's home alone, a bunch of people just, like, show up at the house. She's literally sitting just, like, at the drawing table looking out the window and then, like, watches people walk up to the window and start talking to her through the window before she can, like, answer the door. She's like, whoa, okay.
1: I think they even say that the window is not far from the door because the house isn't that big. And she's like, I don't know why they can't just wait to come through the
0: door. I know. (laughs) She says, like, she had to interrupt like drag herself away in the middle of Mrs. or Lady Middleton talking so she could let them in the door because she wouldn't stop talking. It's so funny. Yeah, so one of the party members is the Palmers, and the husband completely ignores his wife when she speaks to him. Like openly so, like she'll be like, "Hey, what'd you think about this?" And he just won't say anything and keep reading the paper, and they're sitting right next to each other in front of a room full of people.
1: I love their dynamic. Unpopular opinion. I think they are so funny. I think it's funny to watch, but I I feel bad because I see. Feel, but you don't you don't need to feel bad because they actually love each other.
0: Different. Like I feel like Lady, like Mrs. Palmer definitely loves him, but I don't know if Mr. Palmer loves her. You know, or if he's just. I'm a kind bag. of interested
1: to see what you think after the movie because, well, in the movie they overdo it, but mm-hmm. um. <laughs> i'm interested i'm interested to see what you think because really mr palmer is only like that because he wants to seem more superior and like fancy yeah, yeah.
0: um
1: but really he could have married anyone you know mm-hmm. so I anyway, they go on about, about it they talk about it in the next chapter too and yeah in the movie it's um mrs palmer do you want to know who it is
0: <laughs> yeah go ahead
1: it's the woman I cannot remember the actress's name but she's mm-hmm. the woman that plays Dolores Umbridge is Mrs. Palmer. What? And and what? her husband her husband is um Hugh Laurie or uh Laurie or Laurie. Um the guy that plays House. You ever no, show?
0: what? And he's
1: just like this very like proper always reading the paper and she's oh. like obsessed with her sir john and mrs jennings are just like blah, 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 crazy oh
0: is she younger in that than she was in harry potter
1: yeah i mean that's from okay. the 90s so
0: oh okay because I, I couldn't remember when sense of sensibility was actually oh that's gonna be so weird i, I like I,
1: it that i like their dynamic and i think even in the book i was hoping that it wasn't like a loveless marriage i think the idea is like they're not overly affectionate to each other but like Mm -hmm. all he does is have this super dry sense of humor like she keeps saying oh he's so uh what's this word she uses droll or yeah something like that yeah and all that means is that he has like a dry sense of humor so he just everything she says he's like whatever (laughs)
0: yeah i feel like when they're home alone though he might be more affectionate but i'm just like when i was reading that i was like oh no (laughs) like i mean she's
1: pregnant so they must have some sort of chemistry right (laughs) you would think hopefully you'd hope
0: yeah so um she is like uber pregnant at this point though and everyone's kind of surprised she's even out of the house because like that was not a thing like i don't think
1: she's that pregnant yet they said she's due in february and they're not they don't even leave until january
0: i'm guessing though that it's like december at this point
1: i mean i think people were much more concerned about the health of a pregnant woman like she's not like she's supposed to be rested and Mm -hmm. barely left a finger at this point
0: yeah like in this
1: point in time i mean
0: but they said um, like, in other books I've read, as soon as a woman starts showing, she's in the house. Like, she is not out in society at all. So, like, the fact is, she's probably at least four months pregnant at this point. And she's definitely showing, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely too far along to be out. Yeah. But, like, in our in our day and age, it would be, like, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it's fine. You know, she's at the grocery right. store doing what she does. But, like, at this point when she has people that do everything for her, it's weird for her to be, like, traveling. She's a three-day's ride from home at this point.
1: Right. So, yeah. like,
0: that's kind of weird, but it's also fine, so. Um, yeah. So the only time Mr. Palmer worked, looked up from his newspaper is when Mary Ann walked in the room because he was told that she is pretty. And at that he point, I was cracks like, me mm. up, dude. <laughs>
1: The fact that he just walks into their house and just picks up their newspaper and.
0: (laughs) It wasn't even his newspaper? I thought he brought that with him.
1: Maybe he brought it with him, but it looks. I'd have to reread it, but it looks like he just walks in, just picks up the paper, and (laughs) sits at their table.
0: This dude. This dude. Um, So no one really likes the Palmers all that much because they don't like their. uh, their. the couple. So I think they
1: just don't get it. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I think it's weird. And then the girls are like, hmm. So uh, the girls got roped into going to the park and dining with uh, all of them tomorrow. And Sir John. Because they're
1: polar opposites and they need a buffer. Like, that's really the reason they got the invite. Plus, Sir John and Mrs. Jennings always want extra people. And mm-hmm. honestly, we could throw Mrs. Palmer into that, too. They're all just, they need people to feel energy, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think Eleanor is a little bit of an introvert, so she's kind of like, okay, doing this. Out I mean, you is have my to heart. remember
1: too that these people, as nice as they are, they just don't have great manners. Yeah, just don't love being around them because they're just so crude and tactless.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Because even um, last time we kind of talked about how uh, they said something about how if they kind of start to bore of their society, they'll find new friends, because they're talking, they're like, yo, we've been to a lot of balls this season, you know, because he's always throwing one. Yeah, I mean, they're not even
1: big, though. They have, like, 20 people there, so there's only, like, 10 or so couples, because, I mean, the area there is not, like, what it would be if you were having a ball in London or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So chapter 20, they are now at the park and, uh, the Palmers are leaving tomorrow. Um, and I literally wrote in my notes, which is not a great loss.
1: (laughs) Well, I laugh too, because at the end of the last chapter, Marianne (laughs) makes a comment of like, this isn't worth the Jeep rent. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like their company isn't worth it. (laughs) I know. She's like,
0: I think, they're all really getting tired of constantly having to be around people. And they're like, can we just like move somewhere else? Maybe. Cause this is, we're paying a lot more than just uh, that. Whatever it is like a hundred bucks a month, you know?
1: Right. But they're getting, honestly, they can't even pass it up. It's way too good of a deal.
0: I know. I just think it's funny that they're like, yeah, we can't even work if we wanted to. We have no time because we keep having to go to parties. Basically. So Mr. Paul Palmer complains about the weather and says that he hates being around people when the weather is this bad. He also talks trash about Sir John for not having a billiard room in the house.
1: And I just like I just love him. I don't know what it is. I just love him. I think he just like a little chaos
0: in this book. And it just mixes. He's just up. so
1: dry and rude and doesn't care he just like wants to be this little uppity guy
0: <laughs> i know i feel like he just wants to be like millionaire kind of guy where everyone takes care of him and he is just like this is what someone would do in that kind of situation so that's what i will do and i'm like
1: "Okay, hey, right. buddy i mean he's he's running for parliament i think basically
0: yeah yeah he
1: is so i think he cares very but he hates much writing think of him yeah because that's you know not part of the job description or anything. literally
0: i'm like you have to write laws but okay <laughs> um so then mr palmer calls his wife's mother mrs jennings ill-bred for like no reason i could not figure out like something about people not coming to the party and she's like talk she's like upset that no one's coming and then he calls her ill-bred and i'm like okay cool i guess i don't know The best
1: part is she's just like, you can't even hurt my feelings. (laughs) I know, she's like, you married my daughter. Because you're married to my kid, and you're stuck with me for life. And my daughter.
0: (laughs) And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. I feel like Marianne and Eleanor just kind of look at each other while this is happening, it's like, what's happening?
1: I enjoy it. I don't know why. I just love all those side characters. They're not that important. They're just funny to me.
0: I just think they're wild, and Jane Austen just kind of throws them in there and is like here you go and we're like thank you I appreciate that
1: I mean I think she tries to expose a lot of personality flaws yeah being being overly concerned about what other people think is how Lady Middleton is and how he is Mm. and being way too outspoken and being a gossip and things like that like I think that's their devices for that
0: yeah for sure And I think it's, like, a way to work in morals without actually having to, like, blatantly say, these are the morals.
1: Right. And allowing Eleanor to be more of a contrast, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they're basically foil characters. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: So this is when Eleanor says that she thinks that Mr. Palmer wants to be superior to everyone. And that's why he's an absolute dirtbag.
1: See, I don't Maybe I'm in the minority. I don't think he's a dirtbag. I think he's just overly concerned about his appearance.
0: Yeah, I I feel like the reason I don't like him is because I know too many people like him. So it's like when I read him, I see them and it just makes me see red a little bit, you know? Whereas like if I didn't have that experience, it's, you, you know, the same reason a lot of people don't like umbridge like more than they hate Voldemort, is because they know too many people like umbridge kind of thing
1: right i mean that's just good character writing too
0: yeah so it's like i'm kind of getting you. the same vibe with him as i know too many people that are like him and it bothers me yeah
1: i mean i think that's fair but i think that makes it a compelling character and that's yeah. what i like about him
0: yeah i think it's just that i can see him in the world too much and that just is like a um, hats off to Jane Austen for writing characters like that, but it's like I just don't like him because
1: <laughs> a true politician
0: uh, so then uh, Mrs Palmer tries. politics to get...
1: in twenty twenty is a dangerous conversation
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally the uh, you see we just go uh
1: <laughs> just go, anyways there's no no there's nothing else to discuss it's just funny,
0: <laughs> I know it's just and with thanksgiving having I mean, just passed even more so just going uh. so <laughs> <The> chapter 20 <laughs> anyways so mrs palmer tries to get mary Ann uh and eleanor to come stay with them and they immediately go yeah no thanks thanks for the invite but i'm okay yep and then eleanor asks miss asks mrs palmer if she knows much about willoughby and she says that she knows why she's asking because mary ann and him are gonna get married and eleanor's like wait what like what are you talking about and it turns out that like everyone spread it around the country like mrs jennings has taken it upon herself to tell everyone the good news that is not confirmed
1: have you not realized that mrs jennings is just so bored I know like but I thought she was
0: keeping it to the house until that moment when she's like no we've told the entire countryside
1: everyone in London already knows and I'm like whoa okay no man she lives for this yeah and I love the fact that Eleanor is going to Charlotte for a vibe check about Willoughby
0: Literally, like as if
1: this woman that she just met is a trustworthy source
0: yeah well they live both in London but I don't think anyone realizes how big London is like yeah sure she'll probably have heard of him but she's never actually spoken to him
1: yeah i mean they seem to know a decent bit about him
0: yeah i guess he's like kind of popular because he's good looking so the ladies yeah, he's know he's a
1: bachelor and yeah whatever.
0: so she says that colonel brandon told her and eleanor's like what do you mean colonel brandon told you told you <laughs> And she goes, okay, so basically what happened is I asked him because my mother told me and he did not say anything, but he made a face that looked like a yes.
1: And I'm like, what? Like I love just- that. He, never, he <laughs> never confirms nor denies. Literally. And she's like, that means it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she, basically she didn't want to say that her mother told her. So she says Colonel Brandon told her when Colonel Brandon did not say a single thing
1: i love it honestly (laughs) i'm telling you i just like love these characters so much yeah i might be the only one they're so annoying and i love them so much
0: i think it's funny to read because it it makes it a quicker read than most of the books in the 1800s because like these characters are just so wild you know
1: well and it's like otherwise eleanor and marianne would literally just be sitting there waiting for whoever to come back or yeah so
0: yeah so they're
1: important (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it gives it some fun it gives it some spice mm-hmm. so and then
1: Charlotte says that Colonel Brandon used to love her
0: oh yeah I was just like about to say that too but first she says that everyone likes Willoughby even though they didn't know him they don't know him that well because he lives on the outskirts of town and then she goes she was almost with Colonel Brandon but her mother turned it down and she ended up with Mr. Palmer who she says she prefers i <laughs> like I just find it funny. Or Colonel Brandon though. Like he keeps just getting
1: Do you think he actually from. loved
0: her though? I don't Or does know. does Charlotte
1: just think that he loves her?
0: I don't know. Like Colonel Brandon kind of seems like one of those guys that's like a once in a lifetime like you love someone for a long time kind of person. So it's like I couldn't imagine him loving Paul, uh Mrs. Palmer and then turning around and loving Marianne because he doesn't seem like someone that would move on quickly
1: right that but he sense. talks about having second attachments remember before yeah but I feel like he might have had like a this
0: could have been something but I don't think he was like deeply in love with Palmer you know
1: see when I read it <laughs> maybe maybe I'm cynical at nature but I found it funny because Charlotte is a little bit ridiculous in personality mm-hmm. right and I feel yeah. like that is not necessarily what colonel brandon likes about marianne mm-hmm. um so to me with mrs jennings especially speaking so highly of colonel brandon all the time for her to say that she didn't approve of the match is probably that colonel brandon was never interested in the first place and that honestly, charlotte just it wouldn't surprise that,
0: me it would not i like me. that
1: narrative better
0: <laughs> yeah me too honestly thinking about it i like it better okay so chapter 21 <laughs> you're gonna hate me for my first no the palmers
1: are gone thank the lord i just have (laughs) palmers leave they are they're obnoxious i think that's fine to say but i like the fact that there's an obnoxious character in an 1800s book like that just makes it more interesting
0: true i mean yeah i think it adds some flavor but i just don't like i wouldn't want to be around them like, I don't know about like you, but reading. I'm not
1: trying to read an 1800s book unless if it's got some sauce to it. Like, I need it to be a little bit more interesting than yeah, that, more, you some know? some flavor.
0: I know, we're currently reading Little Women right now, and, like, this book has no flavor.
1: <laughs> like, it's good.
0: Kinda. Like, I would never read it again, you know? I've read it once. I guess never
1: say never because you got to finish it to know because sometimes those things, it's like you end up, like, I I remember, here we go, Harry Potter. I remember the first time I read Harry Potter, it took me three tries yeah. to read Order of the Phoenix because mm-hmm. it's like 870 pages or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, when you have ADD, it's just very hard to keep track and you're in third grade trying to read an 800-page <laughs> book, you know? So it took me like three tries to read it and... By the time I had finished it, I was I'm not like disappointed because it's an important part to the series, but Mm -hmm. when I read it, I was like, that wasn't as good as all the other ones I've read so far. Mm -hmm. And now when you look back at it, you see like what was important about it to the plot. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't have that book, like you wouldn't have a lot of character development for him, and you see him becoming more and more like who he's trying to defeat, you know? So I mean I think like it's hard sometimes because you have to just finish the entire book to see how you feel. And now if I reread that book, like the second time I read it all the way through, Mm -hmm. um, it didn't bother me as much. I do think it could have been edited down, you know, like it's still not my favorite in the series, but I don't know.
0: I think at that point she was just doing so well. They're like, whatever you want to do JK, just hit the publish button.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that she had a lot of liberties at that point, but um, I'm not sure probably yeah. i could see that i mean considering how much that could have been edited down of him just like having all these dreams and whatever yeah no spoilers of harry potter on this podcast true
0: i know <laughs> i I listened to the audiobook version and i know at some point i'm gonna reread them because i own all the physical copies and like beautiful the nerdy ink you can see them right back there maybe i don't know um, oh yeah
1: I have the box set that comes in like the little trunk, so I feel Um, you on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like I have my aesthetically pleasing covers, and then I have the actual stacked next to them right here. Is
1: the ones that are like acceptable to read? Yeah, the (laughs) the, other ones are just like to look at.
0: Yeah. So then, after they leave, uh, two new girls show up that no one knows.
1: They're (laughs) distantly related. They're distant.
0: The fact that everyone's quote distantly related is hilarious to me because
1: everyone lives on this tiny island of london in england and the greater london area
0: <laughs> yeah and they're like we're distantly related i'm like oh yeah because when people get married they just move like two blocks up the street and that just happens indefinitely
1: yep
0: so it's just Pretty funny much. to me because i'm like they were like passing through town and they're like oh yeah by the way we're cousins and he's like then come to my home <laughs>
1: <laughs> the steel girls yeah Enter Steel Girls.
0: Yeah, so then Sir John immediately walks to the college and asks the girls to come meet the Steels. And he tries to get them to come immediately. And the girls are like, can we, like, come within a day or two? And he's like,
1: please, just come with me right he's now. He's such a nut.
0: <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, uh, we, we promise we'll be there in a day or two. And he's like, fine. So then he goes back. And then the next day, they end up going. So they don't really like the older sister, Anne, very much. Um, They think she's quiet and plain. But they kind of like the younger sister. Well, Anne's
1: really outspoken and doesn't have great manners either. Yeah. She's not on the level of, like, Sir John and Mrs. Jennings, but she's... Both of them are just a little off, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Their manners are not super up to snuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, Lucy has better manners, but she isn't as well educated. Yeah. Yeah. As as the rest of the company. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Anne is also not very well educated.
0: Yeah. But like all, everybody else is. But Lady Middleton is absolutely obsessed with them because they like her kids.
1: I love that. I, I wrote in there, <laughs> the children are praised. Finally. Yeah.
0: and then my note is the kids are awful
1: (laughs) i think they're just like they're just kids you know they're They're,
0: spoiled you know they're
1: spoiled but they're also you know her lady middleton's pride and joy yeah you know so for her to have guests over that dote on them as much as she does she's Mm -hmm. just
0: she's She's like this is the best day of my life
1: probably why they got to stay for like two months
0: yeah it's because like they're making stuff for the kids you know everyone's obsessed with them and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: i just think it's funny that all the dashwood girls are like what is that happening like because none of them care about these kids at all and then like the steel girls are watching after their, them doting on them playing with them and then i'm just imagining as the steel girls are playing with them because they're in the playroom right now with these kids as they're playing with them all the dashwoods are just kind of like sitting on the offside, like looking at them, like what's going on.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. So then it's weird.
0: Yeah. So then lady Middleton takes the kids out of the room after the little girl, Anna Marie, I think your name is, uh, gets a small scratch and screams unendingly. Um, So then the girls are all left alone together.
1: Well, it's because they keep, giving, like, rewarding her because she yeah, got hurt. And yeah, they
0: keep, like, just... giving her sugar cubes and everything, and then the little girl's like, if I <laughs> continue to scream, I keep getting sugar.
1: Yeah, she, she's figured out the formula, so.
0: Yeah, so it's, she's like, out. really, it's not the little girl's fault. It's basically everyone else's fault, but, like, all the kids <laughs> leave with um, Lady Middleton because they're gonna go keep doting on her and giving her other things that she needs. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So after they talk for a while, Eleanor doesn't enjoy them anymore, and they end up leaving. But well, they're basically
1: like, "What about all the boys in the area?" Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And Eleanor's like, "What about them? And she goes, "You know, who's your beau?" And he's, she's like, "I don't have one." I think goes, I think it's Beau. Is it Beau? I always read it as Beau, but you're probably right. It's probably Beau. I think
1: it's Beau.
0: That sounds. Be it sounds more right than Beau but I don't know. Because
1: when she says it plural, there's like an X.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You're probably right. I just, I really don't know either way.
1: Yeah, so she's like, tell me, tell me all about these bows. (laughs) (laughs) Bow with an X.
0: (laughs) I know. And like Eleanor's like, what about them? And she goes, tell me about them. All the bows in the area. And then like and I was like let's just leave now i'm uncomfortable
1: well and then of course inevitably sir john brings up edward and yeah. eleanor. she's like wanting to disappear yeah. into a hole
0: yeah and then they somehow know edward but they won't say how at this point and eleanor thinks it's because they don't like him she says something like oh it seems like they're hiding what they know about him and that they don't really like him or something because um i guess at that point lucy made a face when they brought up his name and i was like oh no that means edward's not good but little did we know mm-hmm. that is not what that face meant right so chapter 22 lucy Steele is apparently one of those people that's only okay for small doses <laughs> and Eleanor says that she's okay for the first half an hour, but Eleanor can't stand her for longer than that. And is illiterate, ignorant, and doesn't want to improve.
1: Well, and I think the other thing is, is, she's just kind of they're both kind of fake. Yeah. So they like, as they start talking about all the gossip and stuff, she's really um, like, she's very petty girl, passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I found interesting because when in the movie she does not give off that vibe.
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems very much like one of those girls in every teen movie where um, later on the main character steals the boyfriend away from because they're not a good person. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't think Lucy's intentionally not a good person. I just think she's she cares about what she cares about, and she just has
1: her own self-interest in mind.
0: Yeah, which is fine. I guess. I mean,
1: it it like it sort of makes sense in this situation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He has a right to feel a little suspicious and weary about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But and we'll I don't.
0: Yeah. So then Lucy randomly asks if Eleanor has met Edward's mother, to which she says she hasn't. And this is what a she- random question. I too. know. <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, by the way." And they're just like walking. You know, there's nothing that prompts us at all. And mm-hmm. then so Lucy. Ben Ben's just like drops his bomb. She's like, hey, by the way, I've actually been engaged to Edward for the four years in secret. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 hold on. And she's just like, yeah, you know, there's that. And then apparently his mother doesn't know either, which is the whole reason it's been in secret.
1: <laughs> because they're basically just waiting for her to kick it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize right off, That 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 was what they were waiting for? I thought they were like, oh, she hands over his fortune. No, she's waiting for her to, like, you know, die. So that the fortune then goes to her. And I'm like, is he gonna poison his mother? You know? because
1: she's not a suitable match. I think you find out, too, that basically, I mean, Eleanor's suspicions about her being uh, you know, illiterate and Mm -hmm. uneducated in a a proper way Mm -hmm. would be almost worse than all the money situation on top of it
0: yeah because i mean she's flat broke like i don't think she has nothing yeah i don't think she has any fortune to her name at all like her only hope of gaining one is through marriage and like for lucy if i was in her shoes waiting in secret for over four years i would be starting to get nervous because Anne is, like, in her, what, 30s, I think they said? And she doesn't have a man. So, like, one of them has to secure a fortune, because otherwise they're both going to be in trouble here soon.
1: Well, and you have to remember, too, that Edward doesn't have a profession. Yeah. it's his money solely rides on his mother's temper, basically.
0: Yeah. And it's like, if I was in Lucy's shoes, I probably would not be comfortable waiting four years because she's about to get out of her prime you know if edward changes his mind for any reason she is gonna be in dangerous waters
1: right so it's like see
0: yeah if i was her i would have already called it off and gone on my merry way because like you have she could be waiting 10 more years for his mother to kick it and then at that point if he changes his mind like She's in a world of hurt.
1: Well, and at first, Eleanor doesn't even believe her. She's just talking to her, trying to get all the facts and get all the proof that she needs. Yeah. I just,
0: I love that her little detectiveness, where Eleanor's, like, trying to find holes in this story.
1: Right. Because she's got a good sense Mm -hmm. for things, you know?
0: Yeah. So then Lucy starts asking Eleanor for advice on whether or not Lucy should break it off because of the stress that it's causing them and i'm like yo if you're asking you should probably just call it quits there but i also don't know if she's asking eleanor that because she knows that eleanor cares for edward you know so i don't know if she's I think asked- it's
1: more about that
0: yeah I that's because
1: she's mean. fake yeah so she's like i don't know do i have any reason to call it off
0: yeah and she like wants eleanor to say no so that she can blow up on eleanor and Eleanor's like, mm, no, I'm not going to say anything.
1: She's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah. Which is a good call.
0: Yeah. I think Eleanor is very smart in the way she handles this entire situation. Mm-hmm. So, you had
1: to have to keep it a secret herself, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> that This entire situation was chaos. I was literally reading it and I was like, like I wanted to text you but I wasn't sure how far along you were so I wasn't gonna like be like oh my gosh you know I
1: mean I know the the plot yeah before I even read the book so you know you could text me about it yeah I probably
0: could have. I just like didn't think about it I was just like oh I don't know how far along she was so I didn't text you but I really wanted to text you about the Willoughby stuff when we get there but I was like it was, <laughs> it was like I literally finished you trusted in him story. I know. You trusted him. I know. At least this time, reading through this, we get my actual reaction as it happens because the last couple of books, I've been ahead, you know? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was, like, literally reading it. And I had, like, the Star Wars moment where it's like, I loved you like you were my son. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, um, exactly. So then we get it revealed that Edward was visiting um Lucy and her sister before he showed up and that's why
1: he was upset. And so awkward, yeah. first of all. He doesn't lie to them though. Yeah. He does tell them that he's staying with people near Plymouth, but they just didn't even think to ask who because they don't care no to anyone. pry. Yeah. Well and they don't know anyone there, so yeah. So that we know of
0: yeah. And then this is where it's revealed that that was actually Lucy's hair
1: in the ring and yes the, and she keeps a mini painting of him i know i, I like picture common, like the though. dad the dad with like the wallet with the, his kids photos that flip out but like they're all like paintings that's yeah. what i thought of when I it's saw
0: very them. it was pretty common though for like people who had kind of more money to have those mini paintings For my, i just have never
1: heard of it and i'm picturing a wallet size photo
0: <laughs> if i think it's kind of like it's like probably about two inches and it's like on a locket normally and it's like a little covered thing like a locket
1: i think i'm still getting the same vibe though of a dad with wallet sized photos
0: that is absolutely fair yeah for a fact i love i yeah that's that's true
1: um i'm gonna give my husband one of these do it Sit for a painting
0: do it i dare i want to see them i would love that for you <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. Um, This episode ran a little long, so Allison isn't here for the outro, but if you want to follow her, go over to Instagram, and she's at underscore Allison Eason underscore, and that'll be in the show notes if you want to follow her. I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything, so if you want to follow me and see what I'm up to, that's the best way. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch now, so any of those places you can find me but that's all we got for this episode thank you guys for listening our logo is designed by my little sister sarah our theme song is by Raphael crux on free and that's all i got and i'll catch you all in the next one bye